Life Audio. in our minds. There are so many things going on in our world and actions that need to be taken. And yet I think most of us would admit that often the biggest battle is the battle that's happening on the inside, the battle that's happening in our minds. And we understand, of course, that what we ultimately do begins in our minds. How we act connects directly back to how we think. The Bible has a lot to say about this. Certainly, we have talked about this even on this show. But if we're going to learn how to move forward when the world around us seems to be falling apart, we have got to understand how to win the war in our minds. I'm going to talk about that today on the March or Die show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hello and welcome to the March or Die show today. Very glad to have you joining me. Looking forward to what I believe will be a helpful topic. This is something that I have personally spent a lot of time thinking about and it's been a help to me just to work through it and I trust it will to you as well. Before we get there though, I want to remind you, if you are new to the show, it won't be a reminder. This will be the first time you're hearing it. But for those of you that listen every single week, thank you for doing that. I want to remind you, though, go to jeremystalnecker.com, jeremystalnecker.com. I would love to connect with you there. It is there that you can find my blog, uh, and I write often on the blog so many different topics that I've covered. You can find that there uh, in addition to the connections to my social media contacts, all those link out there, uh, link out to the Mighty Oaks Foundation and the work that we do with veterans and service members and first responders. You can find a bio there podcasts that I'm connected to, that I'm involved with, other stuff that I'm working on. All of that can be found on jeremystalnicker.com. While you're there, you can sign up for my newsletter. I do my best, and, and I say do my best, just about every week. <laughs> just about every week, I, uh, I am able to send out a newsletter and uh, travel and other things sometimes get in the way. But just about every Friday, you will get a newsletter from me. 
And again, just like this podcast, that's intended to be helpful. Maybe it's a, a blog post. Maybe it's some thoughts that I've had. Last week, I sent out a newsletter on some, some thoughts about parenting as I've gotten older, as my kids have gotten older and started to move out of the house, some thoughts on parenting. Uh, other things I'll send to you on a weekly basis that are intended to be helpful, so please sign up for that as well. A lot of good things going on, and I want you to stay connected to all of them. All right, how do we win the war in our minds. This is such an important topic and one that I believe 100% many of us not only struggle with, but so many of us are losing. A lot has been written on how to win the war in our minds and how to win the battle that takes place in our minds that impacts how we look at the world and how we think about our situation and how we think about the world as well as what we do. A lot has been written, a lot has been talked about on that. But I want to give you some thoughts today, and I say this often on this podcast, this podcast, this episode today, the information that I'm going to give to you could be a series of episodes, and maybe at some point I'll come back and do a series of episodes on this. But instead of doing a series of episodes, I just want to push a lot of information your direction and ask you to then take that, onboard it, think about it, and uh, spend some time working through it together. I, I absolutely believe that if you are going to win in life, if you're going to experience victory in your life, it will be because you have learned how to experience victory in your mind. The thoughts that you have lead to the actions that you take, and uh, I want to make sure that you are connected to that in the right way, that you understand it in the right way, and that you're taking the right steps. So as I looked at this, how can I lay out a plan for winning the war in your mind? I hearkened back many years to a time when I was involved in the preparation, the planning for an actual war, a physical war, the kind of war that people shoot at you with real bullets. When I went into the Marine Corps, I, I learned so much. And it it's funny, people who have not served in the military, and when I say I was in the infantry, uh, people get you know ideas about what that means and what that looks like. Uh, it's amazing to me, and I've, I've been reminded of this many, many times over the years. It is amazing to me how many high IQ people are involved, not only in the military, but specifically in the infantry world. When you talk about a military operation and going into a country like we did, going into Iraq in 2003, and you talk about everything that is involved in executing a combat operation, from moving the troops, to feeding the troops, to fueling the vehicles, the logistics involved. You have the medevac procedures and making sure that the right people are in place to take care of those who have gotten hurt. And then the actual plan. What is it that we're trying to do? And what does the enemy look like? And where are they coming from? And how can we best exploit their weaknesses? All that is involved in executing, fighting in a combat situation involves, requires extremely high IQ people bringing all of those pieces together. And I remember going through the process of training in the early stages of my military training, just understanding how much needed to be known and understood and uh, just how complicated the pieces were to bring together. And then working through that every stage of my military training uh, to the point that before we deployed to Kuwait and then into Iraq, uh, I was leading a platoon, I was part of a large company, and then a battalion, then the regiment, uh, all told, several thousand Marines working together in concert. We would do large-scale training operations, and so many different uh, things went into that. But when I first started learning how to 
plan an operation, and you know, I was at a very low level of that planning. But when I first started learning about that, um, I was given a piece of paper that had five words on it. Those words made up what we call a five-paragraph order or an operational order. If you've been in the military, you're familiar with this, but that five-paragraph order, five different words that create space for the right information to equip a unit to move into combat. Those five words were situation, mission, execution, admin slash logistics, and then command and control. I guess that's more than five words, but five spaces. Situation, mission, execution, admin and logistics, command and control. We like acronyms in the Marine Corps, so we call that SMEAC. Your five-paragraph order is SMEAC. It is your situation. What is our situation? What is our mission? What are we trying to accomplish? Uh, How are we going to execute that? How will we make that happen? What are the admin and logistics? What do we have available to us? Those tools, uh, those assets that we have available to us, and then how do we stay in contact with hire, with the boss, with the people at the top that can see the whole battlefield? How do we stay in contact? When I was thinking about this idea of winning the war in your mind, I thought, wouldn't it be great to lay it out in a simple format like the five-paragraph order? So I have done that for us today. So for the next couple of minutes, I'm going to give you the five-paragraph order on winning the war in your mind. And again, uh, you're going to have to think more deeply on this and write some of this down, come back to it, listen to this episode again. But I believe this can be a help to you. I go to the Bible for an understanding of how this works. And we start today in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Beginning in verse 1, the Apostle Paul is writing, and he's talking to some people who have made some bad decisions. (laughs) There were good people there, but there were also people there who had made some really bad decisions, and he's breaking some of this down for them. Verse number 1 of 2 Corinthians 10, Now I, Paul, myself, beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am base among you, and being absent and bold toward you. But I beseech you, that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. A lot of words in verse number two. Here's what he's saying. He's saying, hey, I need to be bold. I need to have confidence. I'm going to confront some of you. And here's why. Because you think that life is all about what you feel and what you think and what you want, what's right in front of you that you're walking according to the flesh. That's what that means, that phrase, walking according to the flesh. It means you don't believe there's anything other than what is on this temporal plane. Verse number 3 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we are fleshly, we understand that, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Verse 4, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds. He says, look, we may walk according to the flesh, but we need to fight this warfare that we're in according to the Spirit. He says, verse number 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. I'll sum up for you. (laughs) Paul says, hey, we're in a warfare, but we don't win this warfare using fleshly means. This is a spiritual war, and we need to fight it from a spiritual perspective. There is a long, hard, difficult war that's taking place in our minds, and if we're going to win, 
we must win using the spiritual weapons. So we come to our order today. How do we win this? We are getting ready to go into war, getting ready to go into combat. We have a war going on in our minds. How do we win? We first understand the situation. That's the S in the five-paragraph order. If you're looking at it as an acronym, SMEAC down the side, the S is situation. What is our situation? And here is where this breaks down for so many people. (laughs) They don't understand the situation. It's easy to get so caught up in life and so caught up in what's happening in life that we fail to understand fully and see clearly what is actually taking place. Our situation is this. It's very simple. We are in a warfare, and it is spiritual. People lose the battle in the mind. They lose what's taking place on the inside because they have not yet acknowledged, first of all, that we're in a war. If you don't know you're in a war, you will certainly lose the war. We talk so often on this podcast about how to move forward, how to push forward, when it would be easier to stay where we are and die. We talk about that all of the time. We understand that there are some real obstacles and difficulties and trials and traumas that pop up in front of us, and those things will prevent our forward movement if we allow them to. We need to deal with those so that we can take the next step, so that we can march. This is what we discuss. If you want more on that, go back to previous episodes. You can go all the way back to the beginning where we talk what, uh, about what it is to march or die a few episodes ago. Just simply did an episode called March or Die talking about what that means. But you know what defeats most people? <laughs> what causes most people to stay where they are instead of marching forward? They're losing the battle in their mind because they don't even understand that a battle is taking place. We have to first get a hold of the situation. We need to realize there's a battle taking place. I want to give you some statements as we work through this situation. Some statements that help to frame what we're dealing with. The first one is this. Victory in life in the life of a Christian is not guaranteed. But it is secured and available through Christ. Our minds can get in the way of the life God has called us to live. Victory in in the life of a Christian is not guaranteed. Now, spiritual victory, eternal victory, that is guaranteed through Jesus Christ. That's what the gospel message is about. But living this life and experiencing victory in this life, it's not guaranteed. There are many Christians who don't experience victory in this life. However, it is secured and available through Christ. What prevents us then from experiencing this victory? So often... It is our minds. Our mind gets in the way. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty seven. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Victory is available, although it's not always present. That's part of our situation. We see, secondly, that emotions are the primary weapon against the mind. Uh, it's, it's crazy that how we feel impacts so much what we think, and how we feel may not even be true, but it's true to us. And we form thoughts based on how we feel, and those thoughts become actions. Emotions are the primary weapon against the mind. Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 7, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. 
Isaiah 26 and verse 3, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. James 1.14, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Listen to me. The primary war that happens in our mind begins with our emotions. That's the weapon. We see number three, uh, still looking at our situation, that an undisciplined mind leads to a life of brokenness. I don't think I have to do much explaining there, but when your mind is undisciplined, your life will be broken. Proverbs talks about this in Proverbs 16.32 and in Proverbs 14.29 and in Proverbs 25.28. You can look up all of those verses. An undisciplined mind leads to a life of brokenness. We understand as well that disciplined habits without a disciplined mind are an attempt to regain or maintain control in a life without a well-utilized mind. Let me say that again. Disciplined habits without a disciplined mind are an attempt to regain or maintain control in a life without a well-utilized mind. Often when people have not taken the steps necessary to win the war in their mind and to experience the discipline of a mind, uh, they try to compensate for that by ordering their life, (laughs) by bringing things into order, by hanging on to things, by trying to control things. Why? Because the mind is in such disarray. They do whatever they can to gain or regain control. This is the situation. The real spiritual battle is a battle for the mind Because what we think is what we will ultimately do. The battle for the mind, that is our situation. We are in a warfare. And it is real. And it is overwhelming. Because how we think is ultimately how we act. We understand number two. So the S is the situation. We see the M, our mission. What is our mission? So many verses that I could go through, I would point you to Philippians chapter 3, verse 8 through verse 14 of Philippians chapter 3. There, the Apostle Paul, who is speaking, he explains his mission. His mission personally was to live a life that glorified God. To live a life that glorified God. And that is all of our missions. We could go to Revelation chapter 4 and verse 11, where the Bible says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. We were created for the glory of God. We were created uh, for God and His purposes. Our purpose, then, is to do that, to live for Him. And when people say, I don't know my purpose, they often tie that to a person or to a place or to some kind of a job or to an amount of money. What is my purpose and all of that? Listen to me. Those things will come together. Those things will fall in line when we first recognize that our purpose, our big purpose in life... Our mission is to give glory to God. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 16, For by Him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by Him and for Him. We are supposed to live 
our lives, please hear me on this, live our lives in a way that brings glory to God. That's our mission. I believe so often we get confused about what we're trying to accomplish. And so we let our minds spin out of control. We want to be kind and we want to be caring and we want to be compassionate. Hopefully we also want to hang on to the truth of the Bible, God's Word, and have a biblical worldview and see the world as God has laid it out for us to fulfill the purpose that He's given to us. But these things often come into conflict because we live in a world that's upside down, a culture that is so often anti-God, against God. All of this swirling around and we try to understand it in the brain that we've been given. We try to understand it in our minds And yet, because we are unclear of exactly what it is we were created to do, confusion leads to frustration and anxiety and fear. And out of those thoughts, we act. Your job, as is mine, is to wake up in the morning and say, what can I do today that will bring glory to God? to live throughout the day and ask the question repeatedly, is what I'm doing right now the thing I need to be doing to bring glory to God? Am I pointing others to Him? Am I declaring through my actions and through my words how valuable He is? You see, when we understand that our mission is to give glory to God, then we'll be very careful about what we let in. We'll be very careful about what we dwell on. We'll be very careful about who we're around and and who we allow to speak into our lives because we don't want to fill our minds with those things that would be anti-our mission, against our mission of glorifying God. Being clear on our mission allows us to be clear on what we do and what we do not do. I want to read this verse to you in 1 Peter 1 and verse 13. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. That's a really interesting phrase in my King James Bible that is not found probably in your daily life. Gird up the loins of your mind. The author here is saying, get ready for war. Get everything together. Get ready for war. Then he says, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. You know how we live lives that glorify God? We seek to be holy. We live to be holy. We allow God to work in us and to work through us. We evaluate everything we either will or will not get involved in, will or will not think about, will or will not allow into our lives from the perspective of, is this holy? Does it align with what God has created me to both be and do? The situation, we're in a war. The mission, to live lives of holiness, to live lives that glorify God. We got it. The question is... (laughs) How do we do it? It's one thing to know what you're supposed to do. It's another thing entirely to know how you are supposed to do it. That is our execution. How do we execute this mission? How do we live this out? S. 
situation. M, mission. E, execution. How do we do that? Verse number 5 of the passage I started with. The Apostle Paul, he said this, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I want to make this statement, and then I'll I'll try to explain it. Here's the statement. Passive Christianity is an affront to an offensive God. Passive Christianity is an affront to an offensive God. God is offensive. How do I know that? Because he looked at humanity. He said, humanity is lost. (laughs) Only I can do something about this. And he sent his son Jesus to leave heaven, to come to earth, to live a perfect life, to die in our place on the cross, to pay the price for our sin, to defeat hell, sin, death, and the grave, and to make salvation possible. That's an offensive act. Jesus said he had come to seek and save that which was lost. That's an offensive act. Everything about the life of Christ was on the offense, moving forward, very intentional. Before he left, he told his disciples, I need you to go on the offense, go into the whole world and tell others about me. And yet we think somehow that as Christians we can live a passive life and it's all going to be okay. Listen to me. If you want to win the war in your mind, maybe it's thoughts that are impure, thoughts that are uh, anti-God and anti-your purpose, maybe it's negative thoughts or uh, thoughts that allow the obstacles and the difficulties and the trials and the traumas to keep you from moving forward, you're losing that battle, you're losing the war in your mind. If you think that you're going to win that war by taking on a passive nature, By just standing by and allowing things to happen, you will never win the war. Only as you are active, only as you are aggressive, only as you are intentional can you win the war. What does that verse say? Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You need to cast down. That's pretty aggressive. You need to uh, bring into captivity. Again, very intentional. You need to be active. Stay away intentionally. Push away those things that are coming in that shouldn't. The people who are surrounding you that are pouring negativity or pouring impurity into your life and into your mind. Keep them away. Be active. You need to cast those things down. So many in the Christian world are passive and they're losing. You need to be active. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Uh, that's the mission, right? Living a reasonable, uh, or being that, being that sacrifice for God. Verse number 2, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Be conformed. Not to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Actively allowing God's word to renew your mind so you can fulfill your mission. How do we do that? Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. If you don't know this verse, you need to. If you don't have it underlined in your Bibles, excuse me, you need to. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. Finally, brethren... 
whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. This is not easy. There's not a social media app that pushes you to think on the right things. In fact, the whole world is set up in a way to keep you engaged in negativity and impurity. And yet we're told that the way you execute, the way you live out the mission that you've been given of honoring God with your life is to think on things that are true and honest and just and pure and lovely and of good report, things that have virtue and things that are praiseworthy. I've written on this on my blog, but that list is a list you should have handy and you should be walking through your life and comparing day to day. How much time am I spending on these whatsoever things? And how much time am I spending in these other areas that are filling my mind with thoughts and ideas, principles and concepts that are against truth and honesty and justice and purity and loveliness and a good report and virtue and praise? How do I live this out? I actively push aside anything that would violate what God wants to do in my life. I'm not letting those things into my mind. And then I'm actively consuming, thinking on these attributes from Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. That's the execution. We come then to admin and logistics. And here, I'm just going to give you a passage to go to on your own. What tools do I have available to me? I need to do a whole podcast on this at some point. But Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18 where the Bible tells us what we have in terms of the weapons of our spiritual warfare. It's all outlined there in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. That brings us to the letter C, command and signal. How do we speak to God? How do we hear from God? You see the battlefield changes. The enemy helps to determine how all of that shapes, unfortunately. The enemy gets a say in how this battle unfolds. God can see it all, and God understands, and He can guide us, and He can direct us. Verse number 5 of our passage in 2 Corinthians again says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Verse 6 then again talks about being obedient. We need to be obedient to Christ. There are a lot of verses I could give you here, but I draw your attention to Hebrews chapter twelve, uh, chapter four. Hebrews chapter four. I'll start reading in verse twelve, and we'll work our way down to verse sixteen. How do we hear from God, and how do we speak to God? Hebrews chapter four, verse twelve. For the word of God is quick; it's powerful; it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of asunder of soul and spirit and joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12 says, Look, get in the Word of God. Read the Bible. How much Scripture are you consuming? It's so important. Why? Because it cuts to who we are. It cuts to our hearts. 
It reveals who we are. It gives us the direction we need to go. It helps us understand God's heart and mind for us, what He wants to do through us. That's found in the Word of God. Command and signal. How do we know what God wants us to do? We spend time in His Word. But then this passage goes on, verse number 14, "...seeing then that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched by the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin." Verse 16, "...let us therefore, because of all of this, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy." and find grace to help in time of need. What is this saying to us? It's saying, hey, you need to spend time in the Word, letting God's Word cut your heart, show you who you are, show you what you need to do, and then you need to come boldly in prayer into what the Bible calls the throne of grace, where we can share our heart with God. I've talked about prayer I spend a lot of time on prayer. Actually, I have an episode on this podcast, this show about prayer. But prayer is the aligning of our heart and the aligning of our will to God. So we spend time in the Word, and then we spend time in prayer. And when those things come together, we are able to stay connected to our commander, (laughs) to our higher, to God, as He directs us through the battle, not only of life, those battles that we are engaged in, but the battle of our minds. Listen to me. What we think determines what we will do. And if we are allowing impurity and negativity, the thoughts of men that are opposed to the thoughts of God, if we're allowing those things that are not in line with the Word of God and His will for us to penetrate our minds and to guide our thoughts, we'll never experience the victory that He, through Christ, has provided for us. If you want to march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die, you have got to get the victory over the mind so that it is God's voice and it is God's leading and it is God's direction that you're focused on and following. People that march when it would be easier to just stay where they are, to kick it into neutral, to give up, the people that march are the ones that have gotten victory over their minds, that don't allow their emotions to tell their minds what to think, allowing their minds (laughs) to tell their bodies what to do, They're people who understand their mission because they realize they're in a spiritual battle. They're thinking on the right things and they're spending time allowing God to guide them through His Word and to hear them through prayer. This battle in our minds is not something to be trifled with or ignored. It is something to be actively, aggressively, and intentionally addressed. Will you win the battle in your mind? You certainly can. And I hope that today uh, this is the challenge to you and that this will be a help to you. I so, so believe (laughs) 
that victory in our lives, victories in the lives of our families, our communities, our churches, are tied to how we think. Will you win the war in your mind? I hope that's helped to you today. Please take some time, as I remind you every week, go over to lifeaudio.com, lifeaudio.com. You can find some great podcasts there, and I would encourage you to go and check those out. And I trust that this episode will be a help to you. You'll share it with others. You'll go visit jeremystallnicker.com, and you will come back again next week. Thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time. Many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self-isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. The mission of Mighty Oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic and help our warriors change their legacies. We've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live. Our faith-based, peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today, offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. By aligning their lives to biblical principles, these men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. If you're tired of parenting advice and news headlines that are more confusing than assembling IKEA furniture, we've got just the podcast for you. My dear friend Abby and I are here to help you navigate the parenting roller coaster. Should your kids be on social media? What should you tell a friend facing an unplanned pregnancy? These are just some of the many questions we tackle on our podcast. Subscribe to The Real Deal of Parenting wherever you find your podcast.